Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and on this episode, we answer some listener questions. These include how to defeat the lie that you should stop homeschooling because it's hard, and how much to push your child. Before we start, we want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. They're an amazing math curriculum, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hi, everybody. Um, I don't know what the weather's like in your neck of the woods, but it is miserably weird in northern (laughs) Indiana. Uh, Easter was a beautiful, sunny day. Um, It was a little chilly. I think the high was like 45, 46, 47. And then Monday, I got up in, I don't know, like mid-morning, I don't know, maybe 5 o'clock to go to the bathroom. And my wife had just gone in the bathroom, and she came out, and she goes, be prepared. I was like, because it doesn't smell very good in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And she goes, you'll find out. And I walked out and I looked out the window and there was this white blanket of snow on the ground. And I was just like, ah, and then yesterday during the day in the evening, it snowed again, like a blizzard. We were coming back from neighboring town and it was crazy there was there was snow again on the ground this morning yeah um but i think it's supposed to be like 80 yeah in four or five days super weird uh, so but i did see weird. someone posted like just a reminder from last year and the same day last year it was snowed too so you know the, the weird really? part is like it feels like it's just insane every time but I think it's just because it's so shockingly horrible that we just block it out that it's ever happened before. Uh, but for some reason, we should, or you know, we don't want to remember that we live in a state where it does snow like six to seven months out of the year, and it's horrible. So, um, you know, but That's hopefully, right. yeah, hopefully we're hitting that eighty degrees here soon. We are not America's playground. No. Uh, this is not Florida. So no. But if you like, you know, everything else, I guess, I guess it's not too bad, but had a good Easter as well. Had fun with everyone though, even though despite the weather, uh, it was, it was good and everyone, you know, uh, family and all that kind of stuff. So, and was, our brother-in-law, Josh, he won the egg this year. Yep. Uh, cause every year, uh, we have a, a egg hunt, which is just like pretty much pandemonium where you throw eggs every six feet all over the yard uh and uh, some of my kids go after them but but we hide a big egg that had like a big bag of candy in it and then we write the winner's name in it so uh, i think ben's on the scoreboard one time and twice uh twice the only uh, one <laughs> <laughs> gotta make that clear uh, yeah uh, but josh won this year and he was pretty happy even though my son jed says it should have rightfully been his because he saw it first. But he says so. that about every point that's ever lost to him. So what does he know? Uh, but I don't know. Well, well, this weekend, I'm getting ready to go over to Duluth, Minnesota, to the Northlands uh, Homeschool Conference. I've never been to it before, but I'm excited. Nice. Uh, uh, it's a Friday and Saturday. If you want more information, you can go to our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com, and uh, – it will at least have the right name so you can look it up if you're in that that Duluth area. Uh, you can shovel out your driveway and then head on over to wherever it's at. I'm not sure where it's at, but um, again, go to our website and it'll point you in the right direction. Uh, or you can Google it and maybe we'll see you there. If you're there, make sure you come up and tell me you're a smiling homeschooler because we always love to hear uh, and talk to 
to part to you moms on the team. So, well, we uh, we were looking for topic this week, which uh, you know we've we've covered a lot over the years, and we'll keep you know going back over a lot of those same things. And actually, I was talking to one of our friends, Lexi, who was on the show last week and has some ideas. Uh, we were just talking about some stuff that we should cover again. But Dad posted a, a post over on Facebook and just asked if anyone had anything that they would like us to cover. So we, we took a couple of the questions out of here and thought they would be fun or good good topics. Um, we'll use, if, if you did leave a, uh, a question but it, we don't cover it, we very well uh, will probably cover that in the future. So uh, don't, um, you know be disappointed by that. Uh, but our first question is from Melissa and she says, uh, forgive me if I stumble through a little bit just cause you know, Facebook comments aren't always, you know, not everyone takes a ton of time to write them out here. So, uh, defeating the pressure and lie that we would enjoy every minute of homeschooling or this, um, that everything should be joyful or we are pushing too hard, uh, that we can make every part of this catered to our family enough, uh, Wait, uh, cater to our family enough that it's easy and effortless or that there's something we need to change or are doing wrong. Honestly, that some parts slash days are, are simply hard and it's not a fa- our fault um, or a sign that we shouldn't homeschool. It's not really a question, but more just what do you say to all of that? You know? Well, I think there's a lot to say because I think some people do say that. In fact, I knew people who every time something got difficult, they'd say, well, maybe that's not what you're supposed to do. You know, or they'd say, you know, if you were trying to buy a house and it, all the financing wasn't working quite like you thought it was, they'd say, well, maybe this is God's will to sh- or God's way to show you that it's not. And, you know, sometimes that kind of bugged me because uh, as people said that to us, because I'm like, why is every obstacle looked upon as that somehow that's not what God wants for us? Um, you know, and especially I've been going around this country talking about this very thing, that good things are hard and hard things are good. Um, And Melissa is right. Uh, She said, deflating or defeating the pressure and lie that we should enjoy every minute of homeschooling. Um, The truth is you don't have to enjoy every minute of homeschooling. In fact, there are lots of minutes we don't enjoy any of it. Uh, Now you might be that kind of mom who loves school and we all know moms who love every aspect of it. Um, My wife would not say that was her. Uh, You know, she doesn't get great joy out of necessarily the teaching of it. She doesn't like lots of the busy work. She doesn't like a lot of that. And that's not, I don't think we should even expect that. There's a lot of slogging in homeschooling where you just have to go through. Um, And really people will always say, or not always, people, often say that about the smiling homeschooler. They'll say, so you just, you want us to smile all the time. And they'll even kind of introduce me. They'll say, oh, this is Todd. He's, he wants us to smile all the time. And I'm like, that's not what the smiling homeschooler is about. It's not about smiling all the time. It's about homeschooling in such a way that our children want to smile, we want to smile. And sometimes that just is because we're being real and telling you how hard it is because sometimes it feels good knowing that it's hard for everybody. And that somehow makes us smile. I don't know, you probably feel that way in certain times, don't you, Ben? When you know when you hear a, another dad whose house is broken or their car's not running, somehow that feels comforting to you. You know, maybe misery likes company, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but I mean, and the, I think the other thing about the smiling though is 
is we don't want something you don't have to smile all the time. It's that the unfortunate thing is some people never smile. I mean, it literally is never happens. And, and that's the part that we think is sad. But one thing that I was thinking too, though, about this was I think that I think it's just it's held up so high and, and we don't really apply that to anything else. You know, I don't think that most people think marriage is going to be well. Some people do, and then and unfortunately, there's a lot of marriages that end poorly because of this. But that is just all going to be fun and romance, and you know, and and I mean, before you get married, you think like, oh, we have a night at home. Every night's going to be a romantic dinner with you know where we uh, do things that we both enjoy, and we you know have every moment's going to be us talking, and it's just going to be so you know, and it's like that's not. Well, for most people, it's not very realistic long term. You know, there's life still happens, hard stuff still happens. And parenting, you know, I mean, is parenting fun all the time as it smiles all the time? And it's, it's definitely not. But then there's, you know, homeschooling. And often I think there is that is that um, expectation. But I would say, like, I was thinking, like, I think homeschooling is probably closer to parenting than it is to school. You know, I mean, it, right. Parenting is homeschooling, uh, you know, and and school isn't necessarily either of those things you do learn stuff but um and i think if you think of it that put that same expectation of parenting is not always easy into homeschooling then it may not be quite as shocking you know but well even melissa said though you know like one of the lies is that we can make every part of it you know we can basically cater to our family enough that it'll be easy and effortless right um i think that's especially moms i think the moms do look for silver bullets um Everyone you know something that, that will that will make it all easier yeah um i know moms when they're at homeschool conferences or you're constantly looking online to maybe it's for your health or just find someone something that makes you feel better instantly or you know that would be loyals um or maybe you uh you know want to find this book that will make your marriage easy or that you'll find something that your kids will finally obey or that uh, some homeschooling curriculum that will be so easy, everybody will love it and it'll just be a piece of cake. I don't think there's anything out there like that. Uh, I think, like I've said, like I said, you know, the, the good things are hard. They're always hard. I hear parents, uh, parents ask me all the time, I must be doing something wrong because it's so hard. And usually what I'll say is, you may not be doing something wrong, but you are doing something good and good things are hard. And I think really that even helps us smile knowing that, you know, knowing that, you know, when homeschooling is hard, it says this is worthwhile. This has value. Um, and it kind of gives me comfort. You know, sometimes I think about like even my own wife and I'm think I want to say, well, you would never say that to anybody else, you know, because you would never say something harsh like that to somebody else. I would never say it to someone else. And then I kind of like, you know, the reason sometimes we talk to the, the, that way to each other is because we love each other so much. We can be so real. You know, there's other people. I never talked to the lady down at the post office that way because I have no relationship with that person. Yeah. You know, and I'm just saying that, you know, these good things are always hard. And you can't just use that as a sign. Cause I mean, if you go off of what the Bible teaches, like, if we go with what's natural, which would be easier, that is usually sinful. I mean, it talks about our hearts, right. you know, are sinful and choose wrong, which not saying not homeschooling is sinful or homeschooling is, but 
that idea of just whatever comes easiest is right and anything that has a lot of hardship in it must be wrong i mean that is is pretty much the opposite of what you know the bible teaches of everything worthwhile is hard which we can't do on our own and you're not asked to do it on your own but it is uh it is just human nature to want the easy route and unfortunately Mm. homeschooling is worth fighting for but it isn't easy and anyone who's offering that is probably going to have you disappointed and really frustrated uh as you know i was talking to again lexi uh earlier which they came over this evening and uh she was saying like what do you you know remember like you know homeschooling was like and stuff and i was like i mean it was tough i was like you know i remember a lot of uh stress and uh you know um tears and just you know um you know, there was a lot of hard stuff. And like when we, you know, couldn't get through to us, you know, like we weren't figuring, learning something or, you know, there's just, there's a lot of kids, you know, there's a lot of stuff. But at the same time, I was like, honestly, I remember more just my childhood of just doing, you know, playing and school was a few hours a day. But like, I think that might be honestly more of the goal is not to have your kid remember school for their whole life growing up. You know, it's like my childhood was school is that they remember their childhood as their childhood and yeah i mean we did school but it was school was you know, part of it yeah and it's just part of your growing up it's not like it's this big thing that i'm just like oh i remember my lessons every day like I, that is not a big major memory i mean i do remember stuff but i just remember the being together as a family and those memories a lot more um, well and, and and melissa also said this one part though that that i might change a little bit she said where she says um, or there's something we need to change or doing wrong. Basically, if it's hard and we're not smiling, there might, you know, people say we must be doing something wrong. Uh, you know, and I just made a comment, you may not be doing something wrong, you're doing something good. But I will say that if you're not smiling very, if you never smile and your kids never smile, you might want to do something differently. You know, I wouldn't say that's a sign to not homeschool. Like in the same way, I would say, well, you know, you're you're married and you're not smiling ever. I wouldn't say, well, you should not be married then. Yeah, I would say, okay, let's figure out a different way to do it. And I would say that about homeschooling, um, because they, again, I know parents who their their kids are just, you know, all, all the the kids are crying, the parents are crying. I'd say then figure out a different way to do homeschooling so you're not crying. Linda, I think, asked in the chat, are really close to this question is, how do you know if you're you're choosing the right curriculum for your family or if it's time to try something else? Um, I think you kind of are hitting on that uh, and could apply to this, but do you want to go any depth on that? Yeah, I would say, uh, I missed her name. Uh, Linda. Linda, listen to your heart. Your heart is already telling you. I mean, I can even hear it in your question, you know, that you're tired of it your kids don't want to do it or whatever and you're already thinking about changing i would change um in fact we're going to do one more question uh and and maybe that will help answer that um but you know my wife has changed plenty of times uh in fact i know moms who've said i know there's a better way to do it but i'm just going to keep doing what i'm doing and i'm thinking I think that is the definition of insanity, uh, you know, but if you feel like there's, you could be doing something differently that might bring more smiles or maybe is a little less work, I would, yeah. I would do it. Well, and that's honestly, that was the other thing that I had said earlier was that I remember is 
I feel like, and this is, you know, I was a kid, so I, I, you know, take it for a grain of salt. You know, your memory as a child is not always accurate, but I felt like we changed almost every year some, at least a chunk of what we did. You know, I mean, I don't really remember other until, until we did teaching textbooks and there was a few other staples that were there throughout the whole time. But for the most part, you know, like spelling, I rarely did spelling more than one curriculum, more than one year in a row or grammar or, you know, history. We always did something different almost other than like sunlight. It wasn't really history, but more literature or reading or whatever. But, you know, so stuff changes all the time. And that was, that was a huge part of what we did. There's a lot out there, you know, so you don't need to worry about running out. There's, there's tons of options. So, um, doesn't hurt to try other than, you know, there's some costs, but you can sell a lot of this stuff now. And, um, I think it's worth doing, but real quick here. And I, and I will, okay. Oh, before we do that, yeah. man, I would say too, cause once we take our little commercial break here, we'll switch to another question. Um, but I would say too, like Ben really got the benefit that he was the first child, you know, uh, and I'm, and my wife will say that, you know, for the first couple of children, you don't mind doing some of those same things over and over again. But after you've had several kids, you get so sick of uh, sing, spell, read, and write that you right. can barely breathe. You know, so sometimes you just have to change, even for yourself. Yeah, it might not just be for the child; it might just be for yourself because you need to look at something different. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to do a quick advert teaching textbooks, and then Dad's going to talk to you a little bit more about our new sponsor, um, Homeschooling Today. But uh, before we start, again, teaching textbooks, an amazing math curriculum. As I just said, our family used them and has stuck with them for years because they're just an amazing curriculum. Uh, math time was the time that was the most tear inducing in our in our household uh, growing up and teaching textbooks really changed the game for us um, it's super engaging breaks it down in such a simple way that I found and all my siblings found that it was hard to not learn the, the subject um, it, it, you can you know they're, they're not long lessons uh, and, and then you can check in on their grades all that kind of stuff and it works from anything that has an internet browser so which you know pretty much any device um, they have family plans and you can check out a free demo over at teaching textbooks dad how about you tell us about homeschooling today well, everybody may not know this. In fact, maybe not many people know, but I write for uh, the homes, Homeschooling Today, the magazine. I write the column, The Family Man, which is towards the back of the magazine, uh, every edition, um, because we share the same mission. Well, parents understand that homeschooling isn't a formula, it's a relationship. Every relationship is different. Every child is different. Every family is, you guessed it, different why in the world would we think that a one-size-fits-all education is a good idea let's be parents who think outside the box parents who aren't afraid to choose what our kids need to learn and when they need to learn it let's be bold if you want to homeschool boldly subscribe today to homeschool homeschooling today magazine they fill each edition with both encouragement and practical help from an entire team of experienced homeschooling moms and dads, including me. I don't I don't know. I, they, they were kind of scraping the barrel when they got me. Really, I promise you, Homeschooling Today magazine will make you smile. Yep. And they're amazing team over there. And Ashley has been on the podcast a couple times now. And we really, really, really appreciate their support. And we hope you support them. So definitely go check them out. And I have even written for them. So uh, kind of cool. So. Uh, <laughs> they've asked the, all of us, I guess, but they're awesome. 
Um, all right, so our second question that we thought would be a good one is from April. She says, parenting slash teaching, how do you push your children without going too far? How do you find the line before you cross it? This could be facing a fear, developing skills like public speaking, taking next level classes early, pushing them to use their summer for education or a job instead of sleeping the summer away. This could also be about tips on how to motivate your kids. Um, what made you want to <laughs> talk about that one? <laughs> well, you know, this is a, a, a great one um, because, and, and April, I don't, I don't know you from April, uh, from Adam or from May. Uh, and, uh, you know, so I don't, I don't really, I can only go by the, the question you're asking. But sometimes this question is asked in such a way that basically the parent says, I feel like my kids are lazy. They don't want to do anything. How do I push them into wanting to be more adult-like? Um, you know, and I appreciate April's comment because she's a little afraid that she might go too far. Um, you know, and I hear this asked in lots of different ways. Um, people will say, because um, I may say, uh when i talk somewhere i'll say hey if you don't want to teach if you don't think algebra matters then don't teach your children algebra um and people will come up afterwards and they'll say yeah but maybe my kid's just being lazy and he really i should make him do algebra because that gives a lot of skills not just in algebra but pushing through these hard things so you learn to not just give up and i get what they're saying um but i would say this that as parents, you know, whether it's teaching or not, as parents, you get to decide what's best for your kid. You know, in fact, that's why God gave them to you. Um, you know, he, they can't train themselves. They do not know what's good for themselves. So you decide what's best for your child. And then you take them to that. Like, so we decided addition and subtraction, multiplication, division, is really important. So we made our kids learn those things. Um, if they said, well, I don't see any need to it, we pushed them to do it. You know, reading, we thought reading is really important. So when our kids, Ben was our first kid, we experimented on. And, uh, you know, I know my wife, I can remember her saying, he's never gonna get this. He's never gonna figure this out. And lo and behold, he did. And he's a huge reader now. But we knew that it was important. So we pushed him through. If he had said, I just don't want to learn to read, I would have never said, his mom would have never said, well, okay, if that's what you want to do, then we won't. So there are times when you push somebody. You know, I don't know about you, Ben, if you've had to do this yet, but I remember my my parents, uh, they, told, they told us all, like I know my brother Kent, he didn't want to play a certain sport. And my parents said, you don't have to play the sport, but you do have to play it this year um, because they thought he would like it. And he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to go out for the team. And and so he played it. And then guess what? He liked the sport. Um, I think the same thing was with an instrument. I played the saxophone. You don't have to play it forever, but you have to play it this year. Well, I liked it. And so I kept playing it. Um, they decided what they thought was best for us. And then they made yeah. it happen. No, I mean, I've definitely, we struggle with this a little bit, especially with littler kids, um, you know, how to, 
like in public facing things. It's one thing in the home, you know, where it's like, hey, uh, yeah, we don't think algebra or I need to make them do it more. You know, that that you can kind of wrestle with. But it's more hard when we're somewhere and we're like, okay, you need to go up to that person and actually say thank you for this, you know, or whatever. And that's just we find where it's not their first inclination, you know, and it's it's harder for us in that moment to work through that. So I've definitely wrestled with that, like a little bit with like some church activities, you know, where it's like, you know, Renly would not choose to just go off and do it on her own, but we kind of want her to do it, but we don't also want to have a huge scene. So it's kind of like that, that line. I think that's where she's kind of going at is like, yeah, let's say my kid is definitely afraid of ever wanting to, you know, um, you know, uh, go up to someone at, you know, a store and ask them for something, you know, they're never willing to do that do I make them do it? You know, that kind of stuff. Or, uh, you know, she also And I think the like answer is, about. if you think it's important for them to communicate with other people, then you make them go up there and do that. You know, like Ben said, I mean, we've all had little kids who have come up to us and the parents, it doesn't matter how what the kids do, but the parents will say, oh, they're shy. You know, I, honestly, maybe I've said it before too, but it's not a good answer. You know, because it is polite to say hi or but there were times my kids, I could not make them say it, you know, and but we always said to whoever we were talking to, oh, we're working on this, you know, and then we would talk about it. I, I could tell Ben that, uh, you know, like we had someone over at our house a couple weeks ago and uh, they gave Renly and Hudson a gift uh, and and I know, you know, her inclination would be not to pipe up and say something, but Brenly and Hudson both said, thank you, you know, and I could tell that maybe either you or Rissa had kind of preempted it, you know, like you practiced it before and they did it. And whether they did it or not, you still worked on it because you knew it was important for, for her to just respond. And I think that's what we should do. But I would look at this, you know, but your question was, this could be the fear, uh, facing a fear. And I agree, you know, sometimes uh, we knew a family that, that, you know, their kid, their daughter was afraid of balloons or other things like that. And they would sometimes take all the balloons away, even though they live, they, you know, really her, the daughter or the, the child was gonna grow up in a balloon world. So you want them, you do wanna push them through some of those things. But you said developing skills like public speaking, um, you know, public speaking or speaking in public is important, like just what we were talking about. But sometimes giving speeches isn't important because um, like Ben, he could have given it. He, he could have given a speech. He could get one now. He'd be really good at it. But we remember we were part of a homeschool co-op, not the one that we're a part of now. I'm just saying that for those who might be in our co-op. Um, not the one we're in now, but someone decided that all the kids would do a speech. And I had one child who just froze up and said, I'm not going, I don't want to do it. And he, his mother and I knew that, uh, that he would fail in this because that's what we're not his gifting. Now we still wanted him to communicate. And when he goes in our booth, he had, he, we always made him go up and do the change and he can communicate, but can he give a speech? No. Will he ever give speeches? No. Um, because we want our, we, we knew that wasn't what, where he was headed, 
And so we didn't push him through that so that he would hate doing school. Yeah. And I feel like there, and again, this is, you know, less, less experience, but I feel like there's a difference between, it's not that we never were able to fail anything, you know, it's not that you aren't able to fail, hey, uh, they, they lose in the sports, you know, or, you know, one of my brothers failed his driver's test. It's not that like you protected all from failure, but there are certain things where you know that it would be a moment that they'll never forget of embarrassment, you know, or something like that. And I, I, that does make a big impact. I mean, I actually, that same co-op, there's a time that I literally talked about it uh, yesterday, I think, because it was so embarrassing to me is, you know, even as a high schooler, they asked me, you know, in front of all my friends to get up and do like some algebra equation. I hadn't done algebra in like two or three years, you know, and that was like the most humiliating thing I have ever experienced almost. It's because it's like, you know, on the spur of the moment, if you haven't done it, it's as, you know, and so those kind of things, I, I don't think it's wrong necessarily to spare your child from, from that. Um, but she also mentioned like the line, you know, crossing it. Um, do you think there is a point where you push too hard, you know? Uh, oh, definitely. I and, think and definitely. What do you think a sign of that is? Um, I think it would, we'd you'd see it in your kids. Uh, you're pushing too hard if your kids lie about accomplishing it or they cheat to accomplish it or they avoid it. Or, uh, you know, if your kid's getting sick, every time you get ready to go to co-op, you're pushing too hard. You know, there's a line there. Uh, if your kid is crying because they just don't understand it, you're probably pushing too hard. Um, usually when you're, you're at the right spot, they might get frustrated sometimes, but they're not crying about it all the time. They're not lying about it all the time. They don't hide their book, you know, in hopes that you'll never find it. Uh, you know, I think those are all lines. Again, you decide, mom, you say, well, I think this is really important. Uh, and I've shared the story hundreds of times about Mike Smith, the president of the HSLDA, who's retiring soon. We should have him on the show, actually, before he retires. And, uh, and he says that on one of their kids, they got to algebra and the kid fought them on it and they just quit teaching algebra, you know, and he's in charge of the whole thing, you know, of Homeschool Legal Defense Association. But he knew that their relationship was more important than pushing him past that line to where they hated him yeah. or where that child hated him. And I think not many people do that. Um, I will say this, though. Um, and I would, I'm going to guess, April, that maybe you're a get her done kind of mom. Um, because like one of your questions was, should we be, should we push them basically taking next level classes early? Um, I don't really like that word early. Um, I just don't know why we as homeschoolers are in such a hurry to take those next classes early. Um, I just think, you know, maybe our kids can do those things earlier, but do they need to? You know, I just don't know. We knew uh, plenty of homeschoolers who loved to say their 16 year old was graduating from high school already. Um, and I just don't know why. They may mentally be okay with that, but emotionally and physically and everything else along, they're not ready to graduate. So why have them, why push them uh, to a place that maybe where it's, you know, it's beyond what they need to be at. Well, it's just viewing it as a very academic thing. It's an academic checklist. So as long as you get the academic checklist checked off, then that's all that the point of school is. 
Whereas the point of school, as we were just saying, is parenting, it's life, it's, you know, it's, it's learning to become a person, you know, so it's not really just about like, oh, they just checked off all of the algebra and the math and the writing and writing and like, I mean, that's, that's great, but like, they're not necessarily as a person ready for everything else that's going to be coming. And there's a huge difference between a 16 year old and a 19 year 18 year old and the 25 year old. And I mean, it is not just a, a knowledge thing. Um, uh, and something I don't, I don't get this sense at all from her. Um, but I think, you know, it's, I've, I've seen this and I've had friends where it felt like their parents approval was, on them succeeding in those areas of weakness and stuff, you know, where it was like they pushed to the point where, you know, felt like if they didn't achieve it, they were basically failures in their parents' eyes. And so they were always trying to achieve that. And I feel like that's a, that's a sad thing. And that's where you said choose a relationship. And as long as that never feels like if they're trying to, you know, work on a weak area, like public, you know, like, um, talking out in front of people, knowing that no matter what, you've got their their side. And even if it's embarrassing for you and them, that you never show that or whatever. I think that is huge um, and, and goes a long way because uh, I felt that and and it's made a big I impact. Agree. But agree. Well, uh, um, you wanna... let's let, hold it. Before we shut it off, yeah. let's let, answer the last part, though. She says, you know, should we push them to use their summer for education or job instead of sleeping the summer away? Uh, I know other people kind of uh, talked about this. I would definitely not let your kid ruin his summer by sleeping it away. And this is talking um, like an older kid, probably. Huh? I mean, this is talking probably. like a little bit older teen. You know, probably. here's what I wouldn't do. I would get them a job. I would have them work. I would not do education during the summer. I think they need a break from from education. I think they need to recharge their brain. I don't take any other clues from the way the system does it. But they'd take a break, and I think it's a much-needed break. Um, but I would. I would give them a job. I know, I growing up, I, I worked for my dad, um, which was very irregular um, during the summer. But my dad always had jobs for us to do. We were constantly digging holes, filling in holes, cutting things down, cutting the grass. I would make that your child's job. I would, I would let that be parent-directed. Um, and you know, I'm get them a job. Maybe the job is not a huge job. Maybe it's a job where they don't make any money. Maybe where they're just helping somebody else so they can learn a skill. Um, but again, uh, I think that's parent directed as is, as it all is. Yeah. And I mean, summer was, I mean, if you have younger kids, hopefully that's a time where they can, you know, play endlessly outdoors. I mean, that's what I always remember looking forward to is when we could just literally do whatever we wanted all day long pretty much you know and that was just such a good time as you know 12 and 12 to 16 year olds so it's it's such a short period of time where you do get to do that too i mean you know where they're old enough to actually do things and you know young enough though they're not wanting to go out and do other things so uh, that's a very awesome short moment uh and i i love that and those are good memories um but uh yeah i mean i think that's a good good place to maybe call it call it an evening want to bring us to a close dad okay so thanks for your questions and, and like uh maybe that was a good reminder that if you ha ever have a question please ask you can uh put it in on facebook you can uh send it to my email familyman at familymanweb.com um and we'd love to answer your questions i like the harder the better 
um, and to know that we're all in the same boat together. And uh, so have a good rest of the week. Uh, if you live in Northern Indiana, uh, get ready for some sunshine and, and warmth. Uh, and then I'll probably snow again next week. And uh, of course, even if you have to make yourself smile, because we, like we said, smiling, uh, you know, isn't because we're just always happy. Sometimes we have to make ourselves smile. I got a, a, a an email from a mom this past week who said, thank you so much for the encouragement in the Smiling Homeschooler. She said, I'm from, I can't remember where, Hungary or somewhere like that. Uh, and she goes, our culture doesn't smile. She goes, so now it's hard for me to smile. I need the reminder that I should smile. So I'm gonna remind her and remind you to keep smiling. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week. If you would like more encouragement, head on over to our website and visit our store for a ton of amazing books that will help you smile. Also again, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for making The Smiling Homeschooler possible. You can check out a free trial of the incredible math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.